I'm enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad, rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Suspended in time and space for a moment, your introduction to Miss Janet Tyler, who lives in a very private world of darkness, a universe whose dimensions are the size, thickness, length of a swath of bandages that cover her face. In a moment, we'll go back into this room, and also in a moment, we'll look under those bandages, keeping in mind, of course, that we're not to be surprised by what we see, because this isn't just a hospital, and this patient 307 is not just a woman. This happens to be the Twilight Zone, and Miss Janet Tyler, with you, is about to enter it. Episode number 42 of The Twilight Zone was Eye of the Beholder. And I think that, uh, Sean, if you talk to someone who hasn't seen The Twilight Zone, I think that's one of the episodes that everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, uh, probably with Nightmare, and I'm probably getting it wrong. I, I, just, I think I said it two weeks ago, but Nightmare at 30,000 feet. Um, uh, close enough. It was 20,000 feet. That is a low-flying point. Um, yeah. <laughs> between these two, these are probably the most memorable uh, you know, ones for, I think, anybody. Yeah, I mean, you just say the one with the pig face people, and everybody's going to know exactly what you're talking about. Um, right off the bat, I got to tell you, Mount Rushmore, top four. I, 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 hate, I hate to be so basic, but I, I absolutely love everything about this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is one where, uh, you know, whenever sci-fi uh, comes out with their schedule for their for their marathon, I'm immediately, you know, marking down when that's going to be yes. on so I can watch it. Even though it's it's 2020, almost 2021, uh, and, um, you know, we can watch it whenever we want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I watch it during the marathon. Uh, so we're introduced to Janet Tyler. Uh, who is in the hospital uh, to to have a surgery for? Uh, they actually can't quite make up their mind. At one point, they say ninth treatment, and uh, at another point, they say eleventh. So, <laughs> not sure what was going on there. Um, but but it's a it's a sur- they do make it clear it's a surgery to look like everybody else. Yes, to be beautiful. To be, right. to be not, uh, sorry, not beautiful, but uh, to look normal. Nor- normal is probably a better yeah. way to uh, describe it. Because at one point, uh, I, I think towards the end, she said she never even wanted to be beautiful. She just wanted to, you know, she just wanted to, to be normal. Yes. Uh, and so we... We don't see anyone's face because uh, obviously uh, Janet Tyler is under a mountain of, of bandages. She's under the bandage. Everybody's in shadows for most of the episode, right? Yeah. And, and I thought that was kind of funny because uh, and this was something I didn't notice until this particular viewing of the episode. For some reason, they decided to bandage her hair. <laughs> Man, there is a movie called um, Fateful Findings. Uh, um by this guy named um, uh, I forget his first name, but his last name is Breen, and it is without a doubt the worst movie of all time. It is like worse than the room, worse than anything you've seen. Um, <clears throat> fun to watch, and there's a there's a scene in that movie where like the guy's wearing like a completely bandaged face with an with an air with like an oxygen mask over the bandages. 
<laughs> and when I rewatched that, when I rewatched this episode, I, I I I did notice that there were a lot of bandages on there. I'm like, oh man, still not as bad as Fateful Findings. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, first of all, before we go any any further, I should say that. Uh, as someone who has suffered from resting derp face for years and, and can't, take a, can't take a decent picture to save my life, I, I certainly sympathize with Janet Tyler. I mean, <laughs> what if that was the impetus that got her to have anywhere from 9 to 11 surgeries? It, it might have been, yeah. I got resting um, derp face, Doc. <laughs> yeah, you you saw the you saw the the after school special about uh you know RDF. <laughs> of course. Uh, one of the things that also struck me as uh, as, as funny is um, you know like sort of immediately after we we meet her, uh, you know the nurses and doctors are, are you know talking about her and they're they're basically saying of you know she's not normal and how hideous she looks. Right. And, uh, you know, especially these days, you know, doctors and nurses are there are heroes. I, I don't know that I could picture many uh, people in a in the medical profession saying, hey, look at the pig. You know, <laughs> I think it's because the um, the uh, um, because isn't this a world wherein like every everybody's supposed to look alike? Everybody's right. so so it, it, it's like you know uh, a comment on materialism and like uh, you know it's it's a way 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 ahead of its time message about materialism and uh, cosmetic surgery and like you know uh, always trying to you know purchase a prettier face and and, and and stuff like that to the degree that is controlled by the state. Yeah. And also, by the way, there was an episode of the documentary Scrubs uh, in which they all, to, they all had to run upstairs because the janitor said there was a donkey faced boy in the ICU. So I guess I, I guess it's not that far fetched that doctors and nurses would be making fun of a patient's appearance. Oh, I can't imagine. Uh, so. Basically, we, we go through the entire episode uh, just about, or at least the first two thirds of the episode, not actually seeing anybody, uh, which, you know, it's been so long since the first episode uh, or the first time that I, I saw this episode that um, I honestly can't remember, like, the first time that I saw it. Did I did that strike me as odd that you weren't? I was thinking about the exact same thing because my mom told me about this episode and she she told me the ending before I ever saw it, and I think I don't know if she she told me about the episode, and then we like waited like the Twilight Zone had a re- regular time slot in like the late eighties or something like that, and we watched it over and over again, waiting for that episode. And when it finally came on, um, or maybe it came on, and my mom was like, "Oh, this is the one where X happens," and um, I just remember like. Oh, when are they gonna? When are they gonna show the scary faces? When are they gonna show the scary faces, etc.? And um, even then, it was still so uh, suspenseful, so impactful. Now you watch it, and it's like, wow, they're really laying it on thick. Like they could, they could have done this in ten minutes. But like, um, because I had it spoiled from the get go, and I'm not complaining um, because I was a little kid. 
I, I have never been able to adequately gauge whether or not they telegraph the ending of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know that one, one thing that's interesting is like all the dialogue, at least between the doctor and uh, Janet Tyler, uh, is like clearly dubbed in after yes. the fact. <laughs> so not only not only does it does it look you know, noteworthy that you don't see anybody's face, but obviously everybody just sounds different because it was something else. And thank God for the bewitching pool because it's not the worst uh, ADR. <laughs> it's not the worst uh, <laughs> example of ADR. That, that one, like if the Razzies do a mm. uh, uh, award for the worst ADR, that one just wins every, every year. year. Every movie still wins. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the undisputed champion. <sighs> Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle, yeah. So, like, Janet is is very dramatic, and and you know, I guess I can I can certainly understand her her point of view. She's, um, you know, she's waiting to figure out if she's going to be able to join society or if she's going to be an outcast forever. Um, but uh, she's very dramatic throughout the the whole episode, and finally, she's just uh, she's just just getting so uh, so anxious that the doctor basically says, okay, we'll go ahead and take off. Uh, they, they have a, uh, they have a very uh, dramatic uh, scene where, you know, they basically, they, they put, uh, they, they put the bandages on the camera and then took them off. I, which, I really enjoyed that shot. <laughs> I always, I love that shot and I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, it's so, Odd. It's 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 cute. <laughs> it's, it's just endearing. I don't know why I love that so much. Uh, eventually, they take off her uh, her bandages. Uh, at the same time, by the way, that the the leader never never has a name or a title no. or anything. Just the leader is uh, is speaking on TV, and uh, they they take it off. And uh, 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 one of my favorite things is the fact that uh, Dr. Bernardi, the uh, the doctor, um, tells Janet uh, to just be very quiet while he's taking the bandages off. And, and I think it's just he's just sick of hearing from her. Because <laughs> there's no reason for him to say that. Like, what does it matter if she's talking or not while they're taking these bandages off? I think he's just sick of hearing. Listen, uh, these bandages are uh, very sensitive to sound. So as they're coming off, um, the glue needs to come off naturally. And uh, if you're uh, yap, yap, yapping, then uh, that glue is just going to stick harder. So it's in your interest to uh, maybe shut the hell up, Janet. Uh, she, she does, at least for the, uh, the time that uh, the, the bandages are being taken off. And eventually, Dr. Bernardi takes off the bandages and says very dramatically, no change. It's a failure. Uh, to which she kind of freaks out and they have to restrain her. And then that's when we see Dr. Bernardi turn around and for the first time we see his face and see that uh, both he and all the uh, the other other doctors are horribly deformed with uh, gigantic eyebrows, uh, black eyes for some reason, uh, uh, kind of a twisted upper lip. And uh, pig-like snouts. And, and they kind of have, like, they're not gills, but yeah, they, they just have, like, three cheekbones pointing up for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I don't get that one either. It, I, you know, just to look different. It's, it's an effective reveal, despite the fact that it takes them, you know, 
two thirds of the episode to to get there. But um, it's still, I I still think it's 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 very effective. It's 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 still creepy. It's still scary. Um, looking at them is still jarring. Um, seeing those faces, I think maybe because my mom prepared me for it. Um, and she told me what it looked like before I saw it didn't affect me as much as like, you know, I I don't know why, but I was terrified of the thriller video growing up, scared the hell out of me. Um, but it's one of those, it's one of those things where you're like, Oh wow, that's really scary, but it doesn't scare me. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I it's such a good reveal, so well done. Um, especially when you see that uh, Janet's like smoking hot, and uh, and then you realize what the the name of the episode is. <laughs> and then uh, uh, one one thing I was going to give them uh, a hard time for was uh, the fact that so after after they they had her hair all bandaged. <laughs> Were they working on the hair too? Maybe that was it. Maybe that's it because everybody has black hair in the episode. And then, as soon as they take the bandages off, her hair's all poofy. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm not a big hat guy. Like, I, I don't have to wear hats. But and one of the reasons I do is because you know your hair gets all flattened. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's no way if she's had these bandages on for several days, there's no way that her hair is going to be all poofy and blonde. And Well, it would be blonde, but, but it wouldn't be all like Marilyn Monroe-esque, uh, you know, immediately after having the bandages taken off. I mean, either way, she looks great. She does. And if I can uh, punch a ticket to this vill- village of Janet's own kind... <laughs> and you know what I say this with an unblemished record of heterosexuality but when Walter shows up he's smoking hot too let's let's all go to the island <laughs> uh Let's see. Uh, Janet Tyler was played by uh, Maxine Stewart, and unfortunately, she passed away in uh, in 2013 at the age of 94. So she hung That's in there. That's a good life. Uh, yeah, she she did pretty well, and she was acting until 2003. So not <sighs> not bad for her. Uh, Maxine, I, I'm not sure if I had ever seen her in anything else because, like, literally one of the main roles that shows up is Janet Tyler oh, of in course. the Twilight. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how, how if, if I'd feel good or bad about the fact that you have a long career, which obviously she did. She she was acting until 2003, yeah. and like one of the main things that pops up is a single episode of a show that you did. I'm not sure. Does that show that you're such a great actress that you obviously made an impact, or nobody knows me? They only know the pig faced episode, and that's why. <laughs> I, I like to think uh, she was she was uh, satisfied with her career. So, um, you know, we, we also, by the way, uh, as all this is going on, you know, Janet's uh, running around uh, screaming uh, at all the people. We also see that the, the real bridezilla. Yeah, the, uh, the the leader is also, uh, you know, looks exactly the same. And uh, that, that kind of makes sense based on what he's saying about conformity and everything. Um, one thing that, that uh, jumped out at me, uh, I'm not sure if you noticed this, but um, you know, the, the pig-faced dictatorship, mm-hmm. uh, it, it may not be the best place to live, although apparently if you, if you look the right way, everything's, everything's normal. Yeah, I'm into it. 
uh, it may not be the best place to live, but one thing they do have going for them is that uh, they apparently had flat screen TVs. Yeah, I was about to say the exact same. <laughs> How did they dream this up uh, uh, 80 years ago, 40, 60 years ago? Uh, I don't know, but but I was impressed by that. Like that that I I hadn't really noticed it in previous viewings, but as I'm I watching it, I'm like, wow, look at that! Not only flat screen TVs, they got one that drops down from the ceiling. I, I know. <laughs> Again, I think I think Rod Serling was a time traveler. I, I think he clearly was. Um, so. I, I, I'm guessing that uh, uh, at the end of the day, both of us just just want to go to this colony, wherever it is, right? I'm way into it. I'm way into it. Um, the, it's, it's so weird because the um, – yeah, yeah, I, I would just go live there. I would, I would like volunteer and like pray that all, all of my, um, my 9 to 11 surgeries would fail. <clears throat> um Episodes like this, and again, I, I stand by this being like a Mount Rushmore for me. Um, and again, I hate it because it's a little basic, and you know, it, going with one of the, the more popular ones. Um, it is. It's one of those episodes that, that, that we're going to talk about. And I'm, I'm sure I'm I'm stalling because I'm trying to think of one that we've done that is so good, but there, there's just not a lot to talk about. Um, just because the episode is so well done and it's so like formative, not just for the for the for the series, but for like you know just a, a message of like you know hey you think you're ugly but you know it's in the eye of the beholder like it's it, it, it's a pretty basic message but it's just so well done and you know sixty years ago it's probably the first time a lot of you know frankly like teenage girls are seeing this um, you know in the the first time they're hearing that message in their life. So again, it's a very like progressive thing that kind of like improves people's lives, <laughs> which is something that you don't really think of as the twilight zone. Like, you know, we, we've talked about like a lot of morality tales and um, things of that nature. But uh, this is one of the ones where it's like, this probably like kind of like directly improves the quality of life of people who watch it. It probably does, and there's uh, there's an episode in the final season in uh, season five, uh, probably right towards the end, uh, called "Number Twelve Looks Just yeah, Like yeah, You." Yeah. Uh, that's one where basically everybody just ends up picking a body, you know. So everybody oh, that's a, that's a good episode too. Yeah, everybody ends up looking alike. I I think that that's. Um, I think that that's got a similar message that's probably very, um, very positive for people, uh, you know, at the time and, and even today. So I, I can't remember what came first, but uh, I referenced uh, SNL uh, last week. Um, but there were, Pamela Anderson hosted SNL in the uh, in the nineties, and um, there was a Eye of the Beholder parody sketch. And uh, they basically go through the same way, and uh, they they unravel uh, the, the bandages, and it's Pamela Anderson. And um, regardless whether you think she's attractive, um, you know, uh, everybody's like, oh, no, it's a failure, it's a failure. And then uh, Norm MacDonald plays Dr. Bernardi, and he's like, 
are you kidding me? She's hot. <laughs> and then, like, all, all, all the male doctors are like, oh, no, 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 this is great. This is fine. No, no, no more, no more, no more. Um, but, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. I, I just um, – I'm, I'm just now realizing, like, looking this up, this was the 39th episode of the 2002 version of The Twilight Zone, which I must have completely missed. I think a lot of people missed the uh, the 2002 version. <laughs> <laughs> I um I don't I'm really struggling to let, let, let's put it this way, Sean. I don't think anybody when Jordan Peele was announced as you know doing a a uh, a Twilight Zone series, I don't think anybody, literally anybody on planet Earth, was saying you can't do that. They just redid the Twilight Zone in 2002. They're finally rebooting. The, the Molly Sims version of the Boulder. <laughs> um, oh, Mark Snow from X Files fame did uh, did the music. Um, oh, yeah. The uh, but yeah, it, it, it it's it's uh, I think a perfect episode. Honestly, like it goes a little long. It's a little bit heavy handed on the reveal, but. I this is one of those episodes where it's like, man, this is why I watch this show. This is why I always go back. Um, you know, I might skip over, you know, the the quote unquote goofy ones, but uh, you know, there's there's a home for me in the Twilight Zone as long as I have the Beholder is is one of those episodes. Yeah, I think so too. I um, I uh, it, it's. Yeah, it's it's always been uh, been one of my favorites. Going back to uh, when I was uh, when I was a wee lad watching it. Um, a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you asked, um, or you didn't ask, but uh, I, I I think you said like um, <clears throat> maybe not the Howling Man, but there was an episode that we recently did that was uh, um, you know something that you might hold up and like tell people to watch. Is there one that like you know have you ever been in a situation where like you find out that somebody's never uh, seen the Twilight Zone before, so, like, you expose them to, like, one episode. Is it this one? Is it Nightmare at 20,000 Feet? Is it, you know... It, it would be... For me, it would either be... Uh, there, there's probably three, and I think they would be somewhat uh, unexpected. Yeah. Um, there is uh, Third from the Sun. You know, it's... It, I, I actually rewatched that since we did it for the show, and uh, I, I I I must have underappreciated that because I I love that episode. Uh, yeah, it, I mean it's it's uh, great, and um, the the second would be to serve man, mm-hmm. and the third would be um, probe nine over and out. Which I, I'm looking it up right now on the on the interwebs. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that. And it, it oh, it's sorry, it's Probe Seven mm-hmm. over and out, and it is also from season five. So we'll be getting toward you know to it at the end. Yeah. And coincidentally, it aired. The episode aired one week to the day after John F. Kennedy was oh, assassinated. Shit. November 29th, 1963. That's crazy. They didn't wow. cancel T. The president was killed. They, didn't, they couldn't cancel T. But if that was, okay, if that episode aired on November 29th, 1963, yeah. let, let, let's, let's, let's figure this oh, out. No. Did they actually air one a week earlier? No, they didn't. They skipped. Okay. Yeah. It, it Cron- Cronkite was probably... <laughs> 
it went from uh, November 15th, and then the next episode aired a week after the Kennedy assassination. Jeez. Uh, so Probe 7 Over and Out, uh, it's about a, uh, a, a guy named uh, Colonel Cook who's stranded on uh, on another uh, planet yeah. with no hope of rescue, and he ends up uh, – uh, there's an interesting – like all three of those episodes, they have really interesting twists in them. So I think that um, – you know, I think most people, when they're thinking of the Twilight Zone, they they think of you know like a twist ending. Yeah, uh, those are probably three. Those are are three of my favorites. So that those are the three that I would I would recommend. So if we're adding a fourth one to make it Mount Rushmore, I think it would probably be this one. Okay, okay. I have. I, I did want to. Um, <clears throat> I reserve the right to change, but I think my. I need time on the other two, but it's definitely this one. And um, is it just called the masks? Yes, yeah, that one is is one of my favorite ones. It's it's definitely a Mount Rushmore. The other one might be Midnight Sun. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one too. But uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I I need to go back and, and listen to the one that we the episode uh, that we did for your um, podcast today for for the for the most uh, the most um, ambitious project I've 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 uh, I've I've ever heard anybody do um, the podcast today uh, project that you had where we talked about the Twilight Zone. I may have talked about Mount Rushmore on that one. That, that was the scariest two weeks of my life. <laughs> I got to tell you, it was good. I really, really enjoyed that. It, it still lives somewhere, right? It's still up. It, it does. Yeah. Yeah. There are some, it, there's it, some it, damn good episodes on that, Keith. Don't sell yourself short. And I think that, um, you know, it, it would probably take a, a little bit. You know, the, the problem was, like, I just decided to jump right into it and proceed, see what happened. Yeah. If I actually like put my producer hat on and said, "Okay, I want to do a daily show," let me plan out. Of course, of course, yeah. I think it would it would have gone a lot better, but uh, just trying to do it on the fly—that that's what that's what did it. That's that's pretty much how I do everything. So, right. Uh, So next week, uh, Sean, we have. we, we finally get an episode with the chat. This is, <laughs> this is a, a serious run of very, very good episodes for the Twilight Zone, beginning with the Howling Man. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I have some uh, – uh, the episode is uh, the, is Nick of Time. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. And I have some, some really good trivia for this I can't one, wait. Actually. Cannot wait. Now the questions that come to mind. Where is this place and when is it? What kind of world where ugliness is the norm and beauty the deviation from that norm? You want an answer? The answer is, it doesn't make any difference. Because the old saying happens to be true. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. In this year or a hundred years hence. On this planet or wherever there is human life, perhaps out amongst the stars. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Lesson to be learned in the Twilight Zone. Tron?